Hey everyone, welcome back to the Noteworthy Podcast. I am so excited to have you here. Thank you for clicking play on this episode. It's going to be special today, guys, because today we have a return guest on the show. Julian Tabaras is back with us, part two. It's an incredible conversation. Julian was the number one episode of 2022. Um, you guys spoke and just mentioned how much you love this episode, and we have answered. He is back. I love Julian. I love his spirit, and we get deep on this episode. It's going to be an incredible time and a noteworthy conversation. Let's go. I am here with the Julian. That's right. Not just any Julian, but Julian Tabaris is in the house. Bro, how are you doing? Welcome to the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me back. Uh, this is our, our second second round, and I had such a great time the, the first time, so I'm happy to be back. Part two, bro. Part two. That is like the highest compliment, that it was so great the first time around that we just had to get you back on the show. And uh, I, I know you're a, a humble guy and you're not going to mention this, but I'm just going to tell the listeners that um, last year, Julian was uh, the number one listened to episode of 2022. And I was looking at those numbers and just all the people that reached out from that conversation and how many people you blessed, bro. It was such a blessing. So I'm thankful for you to be back on the show. Just give us a little update. What are you doing right now? What you got going on this week? And how uh, have you so, been? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this week uh, is actually a, a preparation week. We, um, we're going to be doing a live recording in London. So uh, with my brother, Gabriel Torres, he uh, just left the house. We were doing some pre-production work for that. So I'm super excited. That's going to be in the month of April. So just kind of starting to prepare everything for when we go out there working on the demos, working on just the concepts of the songs that we're going to get and just really excited about that. It's going to be a great time. Wow, bro. That is incredible. Um, is that for the, the, the youth Congress thing or is that something different? Yeah. 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 The youth Congress thing. So they, they have reached out to, to the organization here in the United States saying that they wanted to host a live recording and, and if they could help them with the, with the production for that. And, uh, thankfully, um, we, you know, we got contacted and, and yeah, it's going to be good. Bro. That's amazing. I can't wait. I, I want to go to London though. So I'm slightly, I'm, I'm fighting a spirit of jealousy <laughs> right now. There's something going it's on in it's my spirit, good. bro. Well, man, um, for those who may have missed the the previous noteworthy interview, it was episode one twenty four. We talked about being faithful in the little things, um, real quick. And I know we have the long version, but just to catch people up that maybe missed episode one, just tell us a little bit about 
yourself and your ministry and and what you do for the kingdom? Yeah. Okay. So um, definitely, though, I'm going to do a shameless plug. Check out that episode. It was a great time. I it, it was a great episode. Definitely check it out. Um, so much but just fun. to give you just to give you guys a, a, a quick history about myself, um, I I grew up here in, in the state of Maryland. My dad started a church when I was 11. And um, basically the whole premise of what we had talked about in the previous podcast episode was how I didn't come from a really big church with really big funding and really nice LED walls and stuff. I came right. from a church that we started in the community center and that's we had to set up the drum set every week. We had to set up the piano, the chairs. And, um, you know, do, I, doing that, wow. I really believe that God has open the doors to do everything that we're doing today. I mean, we we just talked about uh, briefly about a live recording we're going to be doing in London. And this isn't to boast about myself, but to to, to really say that God really honors you when you are faithful right. with what you have, because I've yeah. met so many I've met so many people in traveling that are like, oh, well, if I went to so and so's church, I would I would give it my all and I would serve to the fullest capacity. Or if I had the right instruments or the right connections, I would serve God to the fullest capacity. But the same way that we're going to we're going to serve and minister in London is the same way that we were ministering years ago in that little community center with 15 people or it, on a good Sunday, 15 people. Let's get that right. So um, good. But yeah, it's that's that's just the, the whole that's the heartbeat of 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 my ministry of Gabriel's ministry. We, we just really came from a place where we didn't have all the fundings. I remember, I don't know if I've mentioned this in the previous podcast. I don't think so. I haven't really okay. told many people this. One yeah. time, it was a Sunday morning. We were having a, a special service, and we had an electric drum set at the time because it was small enough to fit in the trunk of my dad, who is the pastor's car. So we could put the drum set in there and then take it out. And, well, I guess the pads had died, and we didn't have a way to play drums. So being... Oh, man creative like we are what we did was we pulled up the ipad and we pulled up a drum app and we connected the the ipad to the speakers and that whole service we played it through the app so wow. it's, it's little little things like that that we've just had to do what we've what we could with what we've had that yeah. um you know we've we've gotten to learn so much in that process and i'm a strong believer that you learn so much in the struggle of how to do things because if we had the most mm -hmm. expensive drum set and the most, the nicest mics and stuff like that. We wouldn't have learned all the little things that we had to learn of how to make a hi-hat stand when, or a hi-hat stand stand when it's broken. Uh, little right. things like that, that, that we just had to figure it out. Um, I, I really value those days and it really shaped, uh, shaped who we are today uh, through those experiences. Man. That's so awesome, bro. I, I love that you are so quick to to tell the behind the scenes of what ministry looks like because people see you um, on these big platforms and at these big conferences. And uh, just, you know, the, on the recap of the other episode, th to talk about being faithful in the little things, bro, it reached so many hearts and so many minds. So thank you for hitting on that today. And bro, just Thank you for who you are and for your spirit. 
bro, I'm just, it's, I'm not saying this just cause you're on my podcast. Okay. <laughs> you are one of my favorite people to work with, bro. I get so excited when we get to be at the same conferences together and, and work together. It's just such a privilege and an honor for Rachel and I to even know you, bro. And we're thankful for oh, you. Oh man, you're too kind. You're too kind. It, I, I feel the same exact way. And you know that, you know that. Bro, you always make me feel good, especially when we sing Won't Let Me Go and we go into the bridge and you're like, oh, let's go. Don't get me started. <laughs> we'll, hey, it's, listen, this podcast will not end. We'll be here all day. It's we'll, going down. We'll be here oh, all day. I love it. I love it. All right, man. So, um, so for part two, I have given us somewhat of an assignment. We're going to hit on a few things here. But I really felt impressed when you agreed to be on the show again that I wanted to talk about um, balancing travel ministry with local ministry and family. And we're going to dive into that on this this episode. But um, before we jump into all of that, I, I want to maybe hit on and get your opinion on burnout. And I know that's kind of like a a word we don't like to use in the church, but it is a real thing. You and I have had yes. a lot of personal conversations about this off the air, and um, I just really valued your your words on it. You've done a, a large amount of live recordings and conferences, probably more than you can count at this point, all while serving in the local church. And so before we get into balancing travel with local, uh, how do you avoid burnout when you're traveling so much? Let's just start there. Yeah. Um, well, I, since we, we, we talked off air, I've kind of dealt, dealt with some of that in my personal life. Um, you know, wow. last year, um, and this, please, if anybody's listening, do not, do not think I'm trying to boast. I'm, or I'm trying, but this, this is real things that we, we go through. Um, yeah, last year I, I had 87 flights. Um, and it was just, I was out of town basically just about almost every other week. Um, and it was a lot, I'll, I'll be honest. It was the most that I'd ever traveled in a year and it, it was a lot. And there were times where I did feel myself kind of burnt out, like just, just to be completely yeah. transparent with everybody. I'm not going to sit here and say that it's all uh, a smooth road. No, like there were times where, especially for me, um, the last year, I only missed four services out of the whole entire year. So for me traveling, I would always wow. make sure that I would come back for the weekend. And sometimes that looked like finishing a conference, getting to the hotel room at 1 a.m. and catching a flight at 3 a.m. or 4 a.m. in order to make yeah. it back for church. Um, so right. with that, obviously, you know, you your body takes a huge toll um, with the lack of sleep and, and how much you're outputting. But um I was talking to a, a pastor about this in, in one of the conferences that I was at and just kind of being honest with him, like, hey, how do you guys do it? How do you um, how do you maintain consistency? That was that was the biggest thing that I was struggling with in my life at that time. Consistency in everything, consistency. in every aspect, consistency yeah. in my prayer life. And I'm just being this is a transparent episode, consistency in my prayer life consistency in my devotional life, consistency in communication with my pastor. That, that's one that people don't like to talk about. Consistency mm -hmm. in my relationship with my wife. It was just so, so much things were fast paced and just ongoing. And I asked a preacher one time and he said, he said something that changed my life forever. He said, Julian, 
when the, the, the most dangerous thing that you can ever do in your life is operate in your gifting, in your calling with no altar. Wow. Because when you operate in My your goodness. gifting, in your calling with no altar, you start to backslide. And if it was just, it was just such a surreal moment in me, like in that moment in my life, hearing that where I was at a place of from the outside externally, everything on the surface, everything mm -hmm. looked well, but I was lacking that daily relationship with God, the daily wow. communion with God. And yeah, I was I was playing at all the conferences. I was playing at all the events that I could and doing everything that I could. But beneath the surface, there was no real relationship with God. And mm. what the, the, the craziest thing is for us that are in ministry, we can confuse being anointed and when God moves and all of that with, oh, well, this is my relationship with God. So God poured out his spirit. So I'm good with him. But in reality, we can be so far from him wow, in our relationship. Wow, that's so good, him. bro. And we can't confuse yeah. just because we, we go to a service and God's hand is upon us and God uses us in a mighty way that we don't need to have a daily altar. Daily altar. I'm not talking about just the Sunday altar. I'm talking about a Wednesday daily. afternoon altar. I'm talking about a Wednesday in the morning altar. Yeah. Daily relationship with him. And I mean... We, we really could just sit here and every single person that's listening, uh, you, me, we can all just think about people that had such a strong calling of God and such a strong anointing in their life, but somehow they strayed away from, from truth or even strayed away from, from this life of, of living with God. Um, I, I really believe that at some point in their life, they stopped building an altar. They stopped going to an altar. Yeah. They stopped communicating with God. They stopped reading their Bible. They stopped just fellowshipping with the Lord. And at some point, that connection got cut. So mm. uh, it, it just, wow, for me, it was such a such a surreal conversation. I wasn't, you know, doing bad stuff. I was trying to be the best that I could still. But that daily relationship with God was not there. Yeah. You know, and it's so hard to get caught wow. up. I don't, I don't know. It's so funny. Like, and if, if I'm mm -hmm. being too transparent, Nathan, we can talk about it afterwards, but it's so <laughs> funny. Like for me, the hardest time to remain consistent in my devotion is mm -hmm. when I'm at a conference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bro, right. So right? right. Like, we, you so know, right. we're, we're just, we're, we're, we're caught up with, with the logistics of everything and having to, and maybe if you, you even minister at your, at your district, you know, whoever may be listening and you might even catch yourself like, oh man, I have to go to the rehearsals or I have to go to the pre-service meeting and the this and that. And, and we get so caught up in that, that man, it's my Bible streak sometimes has been at like 200 and I'll go to a conference and I'll lose my Bible streak at the conference. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just being yeah, real. So, supposed to be the most spiritual place on earth. And that's where our yeah. devotion kind of falls short. Yeah. So, and, you know, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to say that um, that's that's another challenge because we're, we're talking kind of specifically about music ministry at, at the moment. And uh, that's one thing that's difficult is, you, you know, for music ministry versus preaching ministry is you're usually there 
at least two hours before everybody else. Yep. Maybe yep. at least yep. maybe sometimes more. So you're looking at, bro, I, I did some conferences this year where it's just like, you're there super early in the morning. You're there all day. Then you get lunch, you go right back for rehearsals. Yep. Then they, and you know how these conferences are, bro. You got morning service, night yeah. service. You got like so much rehearsal. Um, so what does that look like for you when you're trying to maintain, of course, showing the grace that of course we fall short of that in that yeah. busy season, but what's yeah. something you do to maybe offset that a little bit when you're at yeah, conferences? So, yeah. For me, I just, um, I have to be intentional. I have to be intentional yeah. about, okay, when I go out, I'm going to read my word. I'm going to pray. I'm going to, and, and sometimes I'll, I'll be honest with you. We'll, we'll be sharing a, a room with somebody, another musician that might be, and even in the room, I, I have to get to the point in my relationship with God where I value my relationship with God that I'll pray in the room. And it's happened yeah. a couple of times recently where they're just kind of like look at me like really weirdly, like what's he doing? But it, it's it's just <laughs> as important to me as calling a friend or something. And um, I, I'll just be be another moment of transparency. I, I got really convicted um, in regards to this whole topic because I was you know, oh, I'm so busy. Um, excuses, excuses, excuses. You know, we all have them. Mm -hmm. And yeah. um, one time I looked at my phone and I saw the screen time. And the screen mm. time on my phone was seven hours. Oh, man. Don't do and it, And it hit me. It That's hit rough. me in the face so bad because I was like, how can I tell God that I don't have time to pray when I don't have time to read because I'm so busy? but I'm spending seven hours of my day on my phone. Wow. And Man. it just, it, it, it just hit me right. It hit me right then and there. Intentionality is everything. That's it. Intentionality is everything. We have to be intentional about our relationship with God. We have to be intentional about, Hey, I'm going to pray. Um, make it a habit every single day before you go to sleep, read a Proverbs, read a Psalm, you know, even little things like that will make such a big difference in your relationship with God and keep you connected. And like you said, you know, we all fall short. I think it's very important to also understand that progress is better than perfection. Wow. Yes. Progress is better than perfection, especially in in the day and age that we live right now, where let's just be honest, the, the American lifestyle is very fast paced. It's very busy. It's Oh, we have school. And if we don't have school, then we have church. And if we don't have church, then we have this and then we have that. And, and we have to hang out with our friends. And there's just it's just a very busy lifestyle. If, if we're just honest and you might be listening and might say, oh, well, you know, I'm not in music ministry. I don't have to go to the sound checks. I don't have to go to the rehearsals. Mm -hmm. But I'm, I'm sure even in your life, you can think of things that that just keep our time busy. You know, yeah. whatever it might be, it's, it's going to look different for everybody else. But I think to know, like. Hey, okay, I, I didn't get a chance to read my word today, but I'm gonna get it tomorrow. Yeah. I, I there's you know, there's this saying it's it says never miss two days in a row. You know what I mean? Like yeah. never miss you can miss one day, but make sure that next day you you get right on it. And um I, I think that's just the worst for all of us being intentional. Hey, I'm I'm gonna make sure I do this, even if it's just two minutes that I can put aside and and read the word or say a prayer or something, but I, I'm going to be intentional about that. And I think when, when that happens and God views what's really in our heart, that in our heart, it truly is to, to keep a, a daily devotion with him. 
um, yeah. we, we'll be we'll begin to get closer to him, which for me is the goal. The goal is not to play live recordings and go on tour. The goal for me is to ultimately be as close to God as I can. Yeah, bro, that's so good. Thank you, man. Now, I I want to tie a question in here that I I didn't prep you for, and I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna follow up with you on this, and I actually have a clip here that I, that I want to play from our last episode and you'll be able to hear it. But, um, you, you mentioned screen time and you talked about making time for that. And one of the statements from the last episode we did together really made an impact and I'm going to play a clip and then I have a question that I want to go with it. Okay. So, um, my, my thoughts on social media are, I, I I personally think, and there there's no this isn't like you know uh, what we were talking about earlier with like, you know dogs going to heaven or not. This is not doctrine. This is this is me. <laughs> this is what I believe. Right. I yeah, I, I think that social media is like fire. Yeah. Uh, in the sense that fire can be used for good things, mm. but it can also be destruction. Wow, uh, fire good. can be light in darkness. Fire can can heat up food, you know, it can, it can cook, you can use fire this. to cook, you can use fire to keep you warm, but fire can also burn, it can also kill, it can also destroy things. Wow. Um, yes. It just kind of depends on the use that you have. Ooh, bro, that's some good word right there. And so I was, I was scrambling to get this clip because it really made an impact. And um, I wanted to follow up with you on this because you talked about social media, you talked about falling in love with not knowing about everything that's going on in the world around you. And yeah. I know that you have a large social media following, and I know that that's a, a part of what you do to help people. And so what what has it been like for you coming back to social media and then it kind of blowing up, to be honest with you? It's like when you came back, it's like it quadrupled or at whatever the numbers are. Um, but what's that been like for you? Has that been a burden to that's, is that something that stays on your mind or is that something that you've learned how to balance that fire that you were talking about in the last episode? No, no, I, 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 I literally like I had to, okay. Nathan, I'm so sorry. I'm being so open in this episode. No, and I hope but, it's okay that I asked you that. I didn't even, no, 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 I didn't even prep you for that, but it's all I just good. Felt I'm it. just. I'm going to be real. I'm going to be very real and I'm going to be very transparent. I'm going to be very honest. Um, That's what we need. A couple, I, I, I can't put a timeline on it, um, but a while ago, I had felt like that there was like a, a distance in everything in my life, like a, a disconnection from everything in my life. And this is around the time that, you know, we were saying um, that I had talked to that pastor and everything, but mm -hmm. I... Um, yeah. I, I literally got to the point in my life where I was like, man, I'm addicted to my phone, like wow. social media, like everything, everything, like everything, like it doesn't even have to be social media. Like I was literally just addicted to opening the phone and like scrolling through the pages on my phone. And yeah. I had to get to a place where I was like, I can't do this anymore. I can't do this anymore. And I did something that to some people might be a little extreme. I got rid of my my social media apps 
And I talked to my wife. Shout out Angela. I love her so much. If she's listening, I love you, girl. Shout out. Um, I, I got rid of all my apps, like social media apps, everything. And I had her put a restriction on my on my phone that I could not download those apps. So literally my phone right now is like a like a kid's phone. I don't have the app store. I don't have Safari. Like I it's literally just like my texting, my Bible, um, the music app and the phone app and like a couple miscellaneous apps for like the house and stuff. But it, it had to get to the point where I, I needed help. I needed help because that fire and it's it's so crazy like that that little clip even ministered to me now because that fire had become to began to do more damage in my life. Wow. Um, with like the way that social media grew and all that stuff, like it it started my in goodness. my personal life, it started to do more harm than good. And I needed yeah. to create a separation. Um now, but with that, you know, for my Instagram. I, I do like, I do enjoy uploading things that help people. So like I'll, I'll upload a clip of a tutorial or something, or I'll upload a clip of a conference that we went to and stuff like that. So for me yeah. right now, this, and you know, hopefully we can make this like a yearly thing where we have the interview, hopefully next year, you know, we'll, we'll look it. back at this time and, and see what's up. But as of right now, I, I had to completely, I had to completely set a boundary with social media because it was consuming too much of my life and it it was not a healthy, it was not a healthy place in in my relationship with God and my relationship with my friends and my relationship with my wife, because, you know, I would be out and I would just check, you know, I would check or I would get on. It was always like an itch to get on. So I had to set a boundary in that aspect. Like right now, I literally could not even download the app if I wanted to. I, I had that, that's the extreme that I had to go to in my life because I would, delete the app and be so good. And then I would be out somewhere and be like, man, I'm kind of bored right now. Like just out by myself, like, you know, running some errands or whatever. And I would download mm-hmm. the app and then I would stay in the car for five minutes. Look, you know, so I had to like make a strong boundary in that of, of separation, because if, if you don't watch out, a lot of the stuff that you can deal with and struggle with is an input. You know, I'm a musician, yeah. so I'm always thinking about input and output. And yeah. if I input a piano into a soundboard, piano is going to come out. If you yeah. input um, anxiety into your spirit, anxiety is going to come out. If you input wow. anger into your spirit, anger is going to come out. If you input lust into your spirit, lust is going to mm-hmm. come out. And yes. the, the truth of the matter is we really don't have control of what is allowed to be input into our spirit through social media. Because sometimes it's a pop-up or something. Sometimes it's a random thing on an explore page or something that somebody else liked that they posted. And we really don't have any control over what is getting put inside of our spirit. And then we ask ourselves, man, well, why am I dealing with this? I've never dealt with this before. Why am I thinking this way? I've never had these thoughts before. It's because of the input that we're putting into our lives. Man, that's so so I, good. I just think we have to be very cautious of, of, you know, the devil is out to get all of us. Let's yes, just be he honest. Is. He's out to get all of us. Yes. And sometimes we deal with things that we, we, we're not supposed to deal with, but things that are just getting put into our lives. So for me right wow. now, and as of, as of February 7th, 2023, I'm not on at all. I still have, my account is still up. Um, and then, you know, my wife will manage it here and there. She'll check if somebody reached out to me about a question for their church. 
she'll see it and then she'll show me and I'll respond to it. Even if I post a video, um, she'll post it and, and do stuff like that. So, you know, I, I encourage anybody listening, if you if you find yourself at a place of honesty with yourself where it's like, hey, you know, social media controls me a little more than I control it. You know, yeah. like I'm out for dinner and I, I, I want to get on. Find an accountability partner. Find somebody that you trust. It might be your youth pastor. It might be, you know, find somebody that, that you can be accountable to and say, Come hey, you know, I want to set a boundary in my life. And um, yeah. just just for myself, just for my relationship with God, um, can you help me in that? And and I encourage anybody, just try it out for a little bit. It's really refreshing to to not be, to not have an itch to do something. You know what I mean? Like right. I'm not wanting to check Instagram right now um, or whatever. So yeah, that's, bro, this is that's so where good. I'm at right and now. It's so good. And and to be honest with you, bro, it's it's convicting because in, in a good way, because bro, I, I had a moment like this with with my son, which, you know, Rachel and I, we have, we have three kids now, bro. We have three kids. So we have, we have two boys and a, and a, and a girl. We got a girl now, bro. So um, it's, it's beautiful, man. We're so blessed. And my, my son Judah is five now. Just, just forgive me, bro. I got to tell this story real quick. Let me be a dad for just a second here, but this, bro, this was my moment of conviction. This happened last year. Well, yeah, last year. And, you know, it, it gone to church to work that day, got a bunch of things done. I had been out of town for a couple of days at a conference and I got back and Judah is five. So he's in that like, daddy, I want to play daddy. I want to spend time with you. And I got home. He pulled out his, like his toy fire trucks and we sat down to play and my phone vibrated and I pulled out my phone and Judah bro, like a tear rolls down his face and goes, daddy, no, not your phone. Yeah. And bro, wow. I wow. was like, bro, it hit me and like a tear rolled wow. down my face. We're both there with a yeah. tear on our face. And he said, daddy, when you get your phone, you stop playing with me and out bro that did it for me. That's when I knew, like, I gotta, I, this fire's getting out of control. You know, I, this is starting to hurt me a little bit. And so I, I showed him, I turned it around. I said, Judah, look, buddy. And I held the the side button down and I powered it off. I said, I'm here, buddy. I'm here. What do you want to do? And we, we, we played that night. So, you know, it, it happens different for everybody, but you're ministering, bro. You're ministering in a deep way right now. Now I, um, I want to hit on this, just swinging back to our theme here, which I I love this theme. And we're talking about travel versus local ministry, both incredibly powerful ministries. I would, I would argue that our local ministry is our most important ministry. And unless you are a full-time evangelist, I would, I would argue that what you do at your local church is the well from which all other things flow, any other travel. And so, um, you spend a lot of time on the road at conferences, live recordings, ministry. Um, so we asked a little bit, how do you balance working in the local church and spending time with your family and travel? How do you balance that? And I'm just going to throw a little sub question in here. When you do get an invite to travel, what does that process look like you with submission, accountability, you know, all that stuff. What does that look like for you? Yeah. 
Um, okay, let's 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 hit the first one. Um, how how to balance everything? So um, balance to me, um, the way that I view balance is balance is very seasonal. Um, so a lot of people think balance is like, hey, fifty percent church, fifty percent um, family. Well, sometimes I've noticed in my life, um, balance sometimes looks like. 75% family, 75% wow. like music ministry or, you know, whatever it is. And yeah. other times balance is 75% music ministry or, or local ministry or church music or uh, church ministry and sure. 25% family. So balance is not like a perfect scale balance yeah. is depending on the season that you're in. It's um, seasonal. Wow. I like it's that. Seasonal. Very seasonal. Um, sometimes, I, even at my local church, I, from the moment I wake up till maybe around 11 p.m., I'm at the church with my pastor, and we're figuring out sound stuff. We're painting the church. We're redoing the carpet. In that moment, my balance is making sure that I'm present in that moment, making sure right. that I'm present with my local church and making sure that they know that they are important to me. That is one of the parts of balance for me, making sure that they know, hey, Julian is going to be here to serve and to help us and to help advance this local ministry, right? Yes. Other times, balance might be leaving my phone in the car and going out on a date to go eat with my wife at K-Pot, like we did yesterday. Yeah. Shout out K-Pot. 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 You just got you got to check the previous episode to understand that insider. <laughs> so check it out. K-Pot. Uh, but literally, like yesterday, we were like, hey, let's just go out and... Um, I'll leave my phone in the car. You know, sometimes people reach out to me for a, hey, can you send me this song or can you send me this lead sheet or anything? But when I'm with her, I want to make sure that I'm with her. So balance is very being, okay, let's say it this way. Mm -hmm. Balance to me is be, being very present with what's in front of you. Wow. Man. Because sometimes That's so good. We, can, we can be out with our, spouse or with our girlfriend or boyfriend you know or with whoever it might be we can be out but we can be right. so disconnected from that moment yeah you know we can be checking emails we can be checking social media praise god we can uh be yeah. texting <laughs> praise we god. can be so disconnected from that moment mm -hmm. i've i've yeah. i've tried to let it be in my life that whatever is in front of me i'm gonna be all in in that moment so if that's a meeting for my local church I'm going to be all in in that moment. If that's a uh, traveling engagement where I'm going to, I have to minister or do something, I'm going to be all in that. If I'm spending time with my family, I'm going to be all in that. And that way for wow. me, it, there's a balance in that because whatever is you're with at that moment, you're present with that moment. Wow, bro. That's a beautiful way to say it, that balance is being present with what's in front of you. And I love how you're talking about this because Rachel and I have a a new song coming out, and uh, the it's it's a song about it's really about family and about marriage, and the the chorus says, "Your losses are my losses, your wins are my wins. I'm all in. I'm all in." Yeah. And so yeah. every time you said, "I'm all in, bro," I'm like, "This is such a beautiful." way to say it, man. We have to be present. And and it's the same, like what you're saying. Let's say you are at a conference. They deserve you to be present and yep. effective and anointed and prepared. Like 
and they're worthy of that. They've, they've asked you to come. And, and so to just apply that to every aspect of your life, marriage, family, local ministry, traveling ministry, that's a beautiful thing, man. And I want you to know, we're proud of you, man. We're proud of you. You get, you're killing it, bro. You're killing it. And I'm trying, I'm trying. Okay, bro. So we're, we're talking about, um, the local church and traveling ministry and I want to swing back to when you get an invitation, what does that look like for you? What does that process look like for you with pastoral submission authority? You said you only missed, I think, four services, something like that, last year out of 87 flights. How does that happen, and how do you stay accountable in that way? Yeah, for sure. So um, the first thing is whenever I get an invitation, I I immediately up my, my pastor I say hey pastor just got this invitation these are the dates um, can you please let me know if if you're if you're okay with that so before that conversation even happens I let the person know um, that reaches out to me is like hey I'm gonna reach out to my pastor and I'll get back to you and sometimes that's that same day sometimes that's a couple of next days but I definitely don't go anywhere without my pastor's approval if I am somewhere yeah. My pastor approved me to be there. It's not like I'm going to take stuff and, and be, and Hey, if someone else does that, you know, that's, you know, that's, that's, but for me, like everywhere that I go, I want to make sure that I have my pastors covering. I, and I want to make sure that I'm under submission with my pastor. Cause Hey, you don't know what could happen to you while you're out there and you're not being that's right. under, under the, the umbrella of God's. Yeah you know, covering and submission, you can get in some really dangerous, serious trouble, you know, yeah, serious stuff. Yeah. So I, I, I do not play with that. I don't go anywhere unless my pastor gives me the green light. And when he does give me the green light, then it's all biscuit and gravy. I hit him up. Hey, lock me in. Let's do it. But <laughs> Let's go. I will be honest. Yeah. There has been times where he's said no for Talk no Talk about reason. it. At least to me, yeah. like there's nothing on the church calendar that I have to be at, but he just says, Hey, Julian, I don't feel like this is, you know, yeah. somewhere where you need to be. And I'll be wow. honest, that that's really where where the submission part is tested. That's you know? submission. Yeah. Somebody told me one time, I think it's so great. They said um, the difference between submission and obedience is obedience is when you like it. Submission is when you don't like it. Wow. So you can say, oh, I'm submitted to my pastor, but you like it when he says yes. But when he says that's no, weird. that's when you're submission is really tested. So it's been, it's been hard. I'll be honest. There's been some, some really great opportunities, some really cool opportunities that I've gotten. And when he gets back to me, he says, Hey, yeah, no, it's, you know, I, I don't, I don't feel like this one is one that you should be a part of. And oh man, that hurts, but yeah, yeah. That's when submission is tested and God honors I, that. I have an, an additional question to add here. Cause this happened to me last year. Have you ever had where somebody invited you to do something, you took it to your pastor, your pastor said yes, mm. and then you felt a check in your spirit not to go. Have you ever oh, had yeah. that happen? Oh, I had that happen to me last year, bro. My pastor was good. He's like, listen, that's fine if you feel to do that. He, I, had, I was completely in submission. And I went and talked to Rachel about it. And Rachel was like, no, my spirit doesn't feel good about that. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, well, you know, bro. And by the way, it, you know, it, for people that don't know Rachel, when she doesn't feel good about something, 
you don't want to go do it. Like she, <laughs> she's tuned in. She knows what she's talking about. You don't, you don't mess with that. Like that's, I'm blessed to have a marriage like that. But have yeah. you had something like that happen? Oh yeah, for sure. And it's like, sometimes, <laughs> man, <laughs> man, I'm, I, hopefully I don't get in trouble today. Sometimes <laughs> like I'll kind of be wanting my pastor to say no, just yeah. so I can, cause I, I'll feel the check in my spirit from like the beginning and right. I'll be like, yeah, yeah, uh, I'm going to run it by my pastor. And I'm just like praying that he says no. Um, right. But no, it, it has happened. And, you know, that's where you just have to trust your your relationship with God. You know, sometimes, yeah. you know, we're not we're not meant to be places, not not because the, the location is bad yeah. or the people are bad, but it's just not, you know, it's just not for yeah. you. And there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. I think understanding that is very important, understanding that. There's just some things that are not for you. And 100%. that doesn't mean that's not a negative thing. That's just, yeah. it's just not for you. See, and you've been, you've been so transparent tonight that I'm going to take this moment to just say something I've never said on, on the show. Okay. Probably, probably about 30% of the invitations I get don't make it to my pastor's desk. I don't even bring them before him. I just tell him that we're we're booked that day and and it's true, it's not a lie. We're booked at home. Like an example of this would be like and this is just me. Like I'm not trying to convict anybody else's yeah, yeah. travel ministry. That this is just me being transparent, but like if it's Pentecost Sunday or Easter Sunday, I'm not going to put that on my pastor. Like, I'm not going to bring that to him and be like, yeah. Pastor, you know, they want to bring me in for Easter Sunday. Like, that, like that's not even getting to my pastor's desk. Like, yeah. I'm not even going to burden him to answer that. Because that puts your pastor in a situation where they feel like they have to be the bearer of bad news. Yeah. And if you can avoid that for your past, like, as a leader, as a youth pastor, there's some questions that come to me and I'm like, you already know the answer to this. Like, yeah. why did you bring it to me? You know what I'm saying? Does that make yeah. sense? So oh, I, get it. I, get it. I, I just want to encourage somebody when it comes to pastoral submission, you know, don't put your pastor in situations where they're going to have to be the bad guy. Only yeah. bring real things to them that you've been praying about. And uh, it's okay to be honest. I'll tell people, I'm always very honest. I'm, I'm scheduled to preach at home that day. Um, you know, I don't like make something up how I'm in California or something that day. like it's it's like a real thing. Like I'm teaching my youth class that day. It just this happens a lot. I've missed um, I've missed two youth classes this month. I can't miss another one. I can't I can't <laughs> not like for real. Like I can't um, I can't not be with my students three weeks in a row. Like I can't yeah. I can't consider that. And so yeah. that is the power of no, the power of no. And when when you learn that. I think there's an anointing that's kind of unlocked in in yeah. people's ministries for sure. Yeah. So. No, and that's that's very and like that's what we were talking about earlier like sometimes we think saying no is like negative like no sometimes you need to say no like I'll be honest for and this is this is all personal. This is all personal. We're 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 talking about our dogs going to heaven right now. This is all personal. <laughs> If if I get an invitation and yeah. it's on my wife's birthday, 
unless yeah. she can come with me mm -hmm. or unless it's like 100 like a god thing like my pastor's like julian you need to be there i'm yeah. not doing it yeah you know what i mean and that's where like you have to set a boundary in your life of like hey like what things are what things do i want to it's just it, everything ties in together y'all what what do i want to yeah. be present at i want to be present in my wife's life and i don't want to miss her birthday um, yeah. so you know you just have to make those decisions and saying no is not always a bad thing i know we think because it's ministry saying no is like oh man like oh mm -hmm. i'm this is so bad no like sometimes you need to say no for your mental health yeah. sometimes you need to say no for like your your just your state of being your health you know that's right um yeah so yeah very Absolutely. very good stuff i love it man and i think it's important that you're hitting on submission because you know uh, probably fun fact here the most hate i ever received on instagram hands down was a post about pastoral submission hands Ooh. down the greatest attack online i've ever received was Ooh. because i posted that i believed it, it said something like um the oil flows from the head down and uh if you step out from that submission you step out from the anointing in your life and bro Gosh. some people did not like that <laughs> oh what's up send them my way because i hey, listen man <laughs> i do not play with that man i do not play yeah. with submission man saul was a good looking dude saul was locked yep. in until he messed with that submission don't mess with the submission y'all i don't Come care on, how good you can sing i don't care how good you can preach i don't care how good you can play if you're not submitted you in trouble you're so straight right, up, bro. Straight up. I do you're not so mess right. with that. Man. I don't mess with I the tithes and offering you. either. That's another one right Hey, there. Oh, come on. Oh. Hey, we'll come we'll that one next year, boy. Part that's three. Part three. Bro, I love it. Thank you for hitting on that. Random question here that I wanted to ask you, literally just for my own selfish curiosity. Um, have you ever written a song? I actually have. I actually have. It's in Spanish. Uh, thankfully, none of you guys will probably ever hear it, but it was oh, for my church. Come on, bro. And I, I wrote it when I was when I was about like seventeen or sixteen. And uh, we every now and then it'll be an altar call song at our church. So, bro, that's amazing. What's it called? Uh, how, let me let me try to see if I can translate it. Because it's a, it's in Spanish, so. Yeah, let me um, try to see if I can translate it. It's it's basically like translating the message of it is I long for you. I long for you. Wow. Yeah, that's wow. that's basically the the message of the, the theme of the song. Bro, that's amazing. Well, I may have to to get you off air so I can I can hear that blessing from God someday. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's awesome, bro. Hey, you know, I did a conference last month. Um in SoCal, and they asked me to do uh, three songs in Spanish for the set list. So they were pushing me, bro. They were pushing me. So I love it. We gotta get some. Been, we gotta get some more music in Spanish. You're not kidding, bro. You're not kidding. That would be amazing. Um, fun fact: "Won't Let Me Go" is available in Spanish uh -huh. through UPCI yep. Music Ministries. Just wanted to plug that. Um, 
okay, bro. So what is, <laughs> this is, you know, I might be kind of putting you on the spot here because, you know, I'm sure nobody wants to be the most challenging live recording you've ever been a part of. But the question is, what's the most challenging live recording you've ever been a part of? Because um, you've done a lot of them. That's easy. I don't even have to think about that. Okay. Draylon yeah. Young's last <laughs> Which, live recording. The last, the second the one? Hardest. Uh, yeah, it's like Psalms, hymns, and spirit songs or spirit lords or something. I, I don't know. It's it's a long title. <laughs> but uh, I'm that to Draylon. Man, That's great. that was such... I was just with Draylon this past week, and we were, we were literally saying that, like, man, it was just... Were y'all at um, Deeper? Or what... What were y'all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were at deeper at Penn State. Uh, it Sweet. was such a great time of outreach. It was, it was a great time. Um, That's yeah. I was just telling him, like, man, your live recording was by far just the most challenging live recording I've ever done, and that that just goes to show like how great his songs are. Like, it was we would have rehearsals. Intense. I would say probably sixteen hour rehearsals, twelve hour rehearsals every single day. Wow, wow, bro, that's that's amazing. That's amazing. You guys, I, I really wanted to to fly in for that and I wasn't able to, but I heard it's just incredible, bro. I cannot amazing wait. I cannot wait, yeah, wait to hear wait it, bro. It to come out. So was it difficult, like the the songs or was it just the amount of rehearsal it took to get ready for it? I'd say it was a mixture of everything. Um, the way that I like to view um, music, but just most aspects of my life is like a bar. You know, and if you always keep this metaphor in your life, you'll always grow. So you always want to set a high bar, right? And work towards that bar. And once you get to that bar, you set another high bar. And wow, I, yeah. I guess just for me at the time, that album, I, I really wanted to set a high, a high bar in my life. And working with, with the producer who is an incredible musician and producer, he, he had set the bar really high. So I was just working towards that bar. Um, but then when you get to that bar, you said another one, you just keep growing that way. Um, and it, it was just a, a high bar that I wanted to reach personally and working with the team. It was a incredible team, a, a team of very gifted musicians. And it was just everybody expected greatness. And uh, this might sound a little carnal, but I, I saw I heard this one time on a podcast. It's It was saying yeah. when, when you work with a worship team, you never want to be the weakest link. You never want to wow. be the weakest member, you know. So mm. that, like, that mentality just pushes everybody to be like, "Hey, I'm not, I'm not gonna be the weakest link. I'm gonna make sure I know all my material. I'm gonna make sure I do my my homework. I'm gonna prepare right, and I'm not gonna be the weakest link." So that might be a little, like, a little carnal, but it it, it just keeps you kind of like on your feet to, hey, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna do the best that I can to to be the best that I can, you know. That's so good, man. That's so good. I love it, and um. I cannot wait to hear the new album, bro. I can't wait to see how it all went down. All right, Julian, bro, are you ready for rapid fire? Let's do it. This is the, um, which by the way, I do not do this with most of my guests. For some reason, it's just so fun for me to do this with you on the show. But I love this, it. this is going to be the noteworthy. Actually, let me, let me be fancy here. Let me get my uh, transition here. Rapid fire. Wow. Hey. <laughs> Bro, okay. <laughs> it's going to be like that. Okay, wow. so rapid fire. This is going to be um, the first thing you think of. I just, this is just a get to know you segment for our listeners. Are you ready? 
Let's do it. Where is your dream vacation? Uh, there's this place in my motherland country, Colombia, called San Andres Islas. It's an island um, off like the coast of Panama, but it's property of Colombia. And it's just my, my mom was raised there and we, we went this past year with, with Gabriel and my wife and it's just, it just always such a great time. I have family there, so my aunts love them so much. Uh, yeah, it's just an amazing time every single time. Bro, that's time. awesome. Amazing. Are you a night owl or an early bird? Night owl. Like it's, it's actually really bad. Like sometimes it'll be like four or five in the morning and I'm still up like working and it's really bad. I hear you. Okay. <laughs> okay. So this bad. one's going to get you. Okay. If you were an animal, what animal would you be? <laughs> you know, I, I want to say that like I would be a shark or a lion, but you know, Right. Probably like probably like a monkey or something like something really like energetic and crazy. Right. I love I'm it. Just being honest. I love it. That's great, bro. What is your favorite season of the year? Fall. Without it, I love fall. Fall me all day with the with See, the, especially where I live. This is why this is why we're brothers, bro. This is why we're brothers right now. Um, it's the best season. Pumpkin spice lattes, yes, or pumpkin spice lattes, no. I'm gonna be honest. I I've never really had one. Like I'm not a I'm not really a coffee person. So like I I just I'll say yes because you know if you paying, I'm buying by faith type of thing. By faith, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I'll, I'll say yeah. I'll say yeah. But I'll say yeah. I love it. All right, so. Uh, what is your favorite drink then, if you are not a coffee person? Um, okay, so I, my, the healthy answer is water with lemon, you know, right, the healthy right. answer. But the truth answer is there's this drink. I don't even know what, I, I think it's called like nectar and it's like a mango drink, but it is so good. So mango nectar has to be the winner. Come on, somebody. I saw right before we started the interview, you took a big chug of Coca-Cola. So you were like, you yeah. were getting ready, bro. You were ready. Yeah, I'm not healthy right now. It's You exposed me, but it's all good. It's all good. I'm so sorry, bro. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So you're stuck on a desert island the rest of your life. What five people do you take with you? <laughs> all right. I'm taking oh, man. This is crazy. my wife, number one, yeah. easy. Good number job. two, I got to go Nathan and Rachel French. You know, you can't oh. lose. You can't <laughs> lose crazy, them. bro. Crazy. I'm going. I'm going. I'm there, Gabriel, bro. my brother. Gabriel. Gabriel. Mm -hmm. And uh, oh man, the fifth one is gonna be hard. <laughs> I, 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 just just so nobody listening can get mad at me, I'm gonna say the fifth one is gonna be my little brother Benjamin because he is so funny. Like we will not spend like if you think I'm funny, like you got to spend some time with my little brother. Like yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll have a good time. So those those are my five right there. Bro, that is amazing. I love it. Um, what is, and this isn't a downer on any other artist, just what is your favorite apostolic song at the moment? Doesn't have to be of all time, just right now. Oh, man. Cannot be a Nathan and Rachel song. That's that's in the rules. Yeah, I was going to say it won't let me go, but. Nah, I can't you, do it, bro. You, you put me in You put me in the box now. There's this it. song that it, it hasn't came out yet. But um, we had the privilege of producing on it. 
Nobody has heard it yet, but it is such a great song. Whenever it comes out, I'm I'm going to tell Angela to repost all about it. Um, it's this song called Here Now. It's on the Lawrence Trump album that we did uh, last oh, year. Wow. But Lawrence yes. doesn't sing it. Um, Sydney McDonald sings it, and it's just such an incredible song. I, I love it. It's like straight glory. Straight glory. Wow. Be on the lookout for that one. Be on the lookout for that one. It's called Here Now. Here Now. Oh, bro. I'm so ready. See, now I'm all excited. I love Lawrence Trump, by the way. He's amazing. Great guy. That's my guy. Um. So, okay. So I'm trying to be mindful of your time here. I'm, I'm going to squeeze two more questions in here. Um, there are people that are desiring to be involved in music, and they often feel inadequate and not good enough to get involved. Did you ever struggle with that? Oh, man. <laughs> All the time. I, I'd say, like, hey, like, if you're listening to this, and you feel that way, trust me, we all feel that. It doesn't matter who you look up to. At some point, they struggle with insecurity with the gift that they have. At some point, they struggle with all of that. It's it's a human thing. We all deal with that. Um, I guess the best thing is, is understanding where you're at in life and also like being patient with yourself. There's times where I would like to practice an hour a day but I just can't at that moment and being patient with myself of like, Hey, this is the season that you're in in your life right now. And enjoy that season. When another season comes up where you can develop more, understand that season. But at the same time with that same motion, uh, challenge yourself, always be challenging yourself. Um, that's, that's just the only way to get better. I like to refer them as growing pains. You know, when you, when you're like, man, like, man, I'll be honest with you. There's been times in my, like, I would say even the last year where I'm like, nah, I'm giving up. This whole music thing is out the door. I'm done with it. <laughs> but, you know, those are the growing pains. I, I need those moments to be like, okay, let me dial back and how, how can I improve? How can I get better? So, oh, yeah, all the time. Like, that's, I I, I guarantee everybody, everybody goes through that. So, because I know, like, sometimes when I used to be younger, I used to be like, man, I just deal with this because I'm not at a certain caliber or I'm not at a certain level, but the guys up there in that level, they don't deal with that stuff. Um, that's all a bunch of baloney. It, it, we all deal with stuff. We all deal with stuff, um, especially with working in the creative space. You know, not every idea you're going to have is going to be good. And I right, think also right. an important, an important thing that matters is community. Um, building or being in an environment or being in a community where um, failure isn't looked down upon. Like, hey, guys, I have this idea. And they're like, hey, yeah, no, that idea is terrible. And it's like, oh, man, okay, well, I'll have another one. And But like just keeping that like a, a safe place for everybody to be able to fail and to get back up again and be like, all right, let's try another way because that way definitely doesn't work. You're at some point you're going to stumble upon the way that does work and it's going to be yeah. great. I love it, man. Thank you for encouraging our listeners. I know, you know, and Rachel and I are those kind of people, which I will say traveling with my wife really helps me with that because, you know, there's, there's just a confidence that you have when you're 
favorite person in the world's there with you. And that, oh, yeah, that, that best. helps so much. But I will say most of the time when Rachel and I are in the room, bro, and I'm not saying this, I'm not trying to be like fake humble. Like I'm just being totally real. I am always feeling like, what am I doing in this room right now? Like that, that's usually how yeah. I feel. I'm like, why am I here? How did I end up at this place? And you know what? That's okay. Like I'm okay. I've learned to be okay with that. That's, that's all right. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, trust me. Trust me. It, it's, and that's what like, that's why I want like somebody to, that's listening to be like, oh wow. Like they go through that stuff too. It's like, yeah, we all do. We all oh, do. Yeah. I'm sure preachers go through that. I guarantee it's, it happens to all of us. Oh yeah. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Well, man, this has been, this has been so great today. I mean, I've thoroughly, truly enjoyed this conversation. I want to, I want to hit this one last question. I think it's an important one and then we'll pray together. But, um, apostolic music, bro, it's at, it's at new heights right now. It's, it's reaching millions of people around the world. It's more influential than it's ever been. And, uh, I refer back often on the Noteworthy podcast to NAYC when Jack Cunningham was talking about being apostolic to the core and that really ministered to me. I think there was like a thousand notable miracles in the room that night. It was so beautiful. What do you think differentiates apostolic music from others to make sure that we remain apostolic to the core? What makes us different than every other musician and singer out there? Yeah. Um, it's a big question. I, yeah, it's a big question. It's a loaded question. And just like how I have been this whole podcast, I'm going to be very honest. I'm going to be very, very truthful. There's, there's a lot of people even in the, in the Christian space, in the Christian music space that, that are not, ah, man, this is Go a hard ahead, question. Bro. Go ahead. They're, they're just not living right. They're not, they're yep. not even trying to live right, you know? And yep. I, I think maybe if, if you, if you're like a little attentive and just kind of look at the scene, you can, it's kind of noticeable um, you know, the things that people are doing and the lifestyle that they're living is, is not one that that is in agreement with the Bible. And I think what, yeah. what separates apostolic people, not that we're perfect or holier than anybody, because we're not. That's just sure. the truth of the matter. But I think what yeah. differentiates all of us is we're trying to mm. be the best that we can. We are trying to live right. We're not out here being crazy and not not again again please i'm not saying that we're all perfect i am the most non-perfect person i am far from that but i'm trying my best i'm trying my best and i really think that there's a sincerity in that and you can kind of feel that in in the music of like everybody's trying to do the best they can to live a holy lifestyle to live a lifestyle that pleases the lord and not one that is after being a celebrity or money or anything like that, but just a lifestyle that pleases God. Yeah. Wow. Because progress is better than perfection. I love man, it, that man. That might just have to be the title of this episode right Woo! there. That feels good. That feels good to me. Bro, yeah. we would be so honored if you would pray over us and over the listeners right now. And just pray over everybody that's listening to this podcast today. Amen. Let's do it. Let's do it. God, 
we thank you for this time we thank you for this podcast we know that this podcast has been such a blessing to so many people and we thank you for what my brother nathan is doing and the lives that he's impacting god i pray that this podcast would be able to minister to somebody god if somebody feels lonely and they feel like they're not doing anything in their ministry and they're just at their local church that this podcast would be a reminder that they are exactly where you want them to be god I know that somebody listening right now, Jesus, has been feeling that emptiness and the loneliness of of, of where they're at, but God help them to remember that you are right there with them and that if they have you, they have everything that they need. Jesus, I'm asking that this seed would fall on good ground in somebody's life and, and would be able to bless somebody, somebody that's going through a hard time. God, I really know that you can do it. I really know that you can that you can speak to somebody even now in this moment. And we thank you for this space. We thank you for this moment, Jesus. And we love what you do in our lives. And we love who you are in our lives. In your name we pray. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Julian, I love you, man. Thank you for having this conversation today. And I need you to greet your amazing wife and just your family. And I love you guys, man. I I love your family, and I love what God's doing in your life. Rachel and I are are proud of you and and Angela, and we're excited to see what is to come. And we know God has great things. I love you, bro. This episode ministered to me today. If I didn't hit record, I would have still wanted to have this conversation. So I love you, bro. (laughs) Love you. Thank you so much for having me on. See all you guys next year. We'll see you next time. Every year, let's do it. Let's do it.